Hey guys, I'm Alex Lovingood. I'm the host of the Maker and Me podcast. We're an industry podcast that talks to makers, creators, alcohol and beverage and service industry professionals about what makes them happy and what really makes them pop and why they love to create. You can follow us on Instagram at the Maker and Me podcast, Facebook at the same name. And if you have any questions, email us at themakerandmepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I'm the host at The Maker and Me, and I'm the very first guest host over here on Uber Cinco. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Uber Cinco. If you're returning, well, that's just nice of you. And if this is your first foray into the den, well, welcome. This is Uber Cinco, the podcast where we deep dive top fives. I'm Alex Lovingood. <laughs> it's me. I'm your host for today's very, very special episode. And I have the very distinct, incredible honor of being the very first guest host on the show. Our contestants today are two old heels, arch rivals, and close frenemies. <laughs> it's the West Side's very own Brian Ernst and the son of St. Paul, Mitch Brinkman. Today, our contestants will reveal and defend their list entitled The Top Five Ways I Am Very Christmassy. Now, whoever's wearing the most red and green wins this one. I'm excited for this, guys. <laughs> this I am very, list. very, 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 very excited uh, to destroy Brian with all of the spirit that I have coming forth from my body that is uh, red, green, glittery, and smells like gingerbread. Let's do it. Oh, my God. And I didn't treat this as the f- top five ways I'm Christmassy. I treated this as the top five ways I am so much more Christmassy than Mitch that he has no chance of winning today. And to prove it, one second. Oh, here we go. Uh, Let me tell you, my my kids elves on the shelves have been uh, uh, making their... Making their entrances the last few days. What is happening back here? Oh my uh, gosh. All right, there here is no go. fucking way Mitch is more Christmassy than me. All right? Don't even need a key light anymore, bro. Oh my wow. God. For those of wow, you listening Brian. and not watching, I am strapped to the heels. A whole nine yards of Christmas lights and my Christmas tree hat. Ready to freaking dominate. It's a, it's like a bandolier of Christmas lights. You look like, uh, you know, like wow. you, you should be in a 80s uh, war movie. I am. That's how I'm treating today. That's awesome. So if you've listened to the show and you're interested in suggesting a topic, perhaps send them in. Uh, send them and questions to bizbear.biz. Your ideas could end up right here on an upcoming episode. Now, if this is your first time into the Uber Cinco Den, let us wake you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But... If both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stand-Out. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Stare-Down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. Now as host, I'm entitled to institute a house rule for today's game. 
And that's going to be something that is near and dear to my heart. I have three children that really enjoy Christmas movies. They make me watch them time and time again. So if either one of the contestants, Brian or Mitch, mentions my number one favorite Christmas movie, you will get a point awarded to you at the end of the show. Now, we're going to start this off top with the person who looks the most festive. So, Brian, please give us your number five on your list. Top five ways I am very Christmassy. All right. So the top five ways I am hella more Christmassy than Mitch. Hold Number on, can I can, can I just um, rudely interrupt quick? Go for uh, it. With Fine. A, Go for it. Fine. With a Christmas question here, uh, host, um, if I mention your favorite movie more than once, do I get more than one point, or do I just get one point and that's it? It will. Um, it will be one point per mentioning, but you won't know until the end of the episode. I will oh, okay, keep good, good, good. here. Okay, so I'm just gonna say all the movie titles a lot. Then okay, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. All right. Uh, After go, that rude um, interruption, nice yeah. strategy. But but actually, yeah. hold on. Back up, Mitch. Are you wearing a, a festive V-neck sweater? Oh yes, I am. I it says uh, oh, actually. Wow. Let me unbutton here. This says uh, Grandpa's little favorite helper. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Yep. More skin, All right. yeah. please. Brian, you still yep. win. Yes. Take us <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. Number five way I am so Christmassy is that I drive around and admire Christmas lights of the better organized and more well-off. This is a time and true tradition. Um some folks can either open up uh, BuzzFeed, Yelp, or local newspaper for your official guide of the top 20 trees in North Shore, or hey, here's the best houses in the West Suburbs, or you can be the guide, goddammit. You know the streets nicknamed Candy Cane Lane during the holidays. You know the back routes and the times of days for optimal viewing. You get everyone's hot chocolate order. The Home Alone soundtrack is cued, and you got a full tank of gas. You pick everybody up, and you're going down the right routes to show everybody the best houses possible. And you have the confidence to get into the gated communities because the bigger the house, the better the lights. You can sweet talk the guards. You can walk through and be like, hey, I'm just visiting my uncle. I forgot the address. <laughs> you get yourself in there. You show the good lights. You show everyone a good time. And you are Mr. Christmas in your wow. round four. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you stocking snacks in that car to go around? Do you have candy canes and uh, gingerbread and you hot have cocoa? I mean, what what are, you, what are you stocking in the car to make sure that people are uh, uh, sufficiently uh, taken care of during the drive? You make sure you get the hot cocoa right before the first house, so it's nice and steaming hot for as long as possible. And speaking of steaming hot, I have a freaking light up my ass right now that needs to move because that is hot. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, Yeah, so the hot cocoa is definitely first. Uh, Candy's optional. You don't have to have that in the car because a nice little just sippy cup is good enough. But if you got a candy cane, uh, maybe some Reese's uh, uh, Christmas trees, uh, you got to have those, the big old peanut butter cups. Um, Let's see. What else do you need in the car? Those are my, that's my Christmas candy go-to, to be honest. Reese's Christmas trees. Those are the best yeah. ones. So I'm going to go with those. Wow. I, you know, I, I, I like it with my Christmas candy. I can't just pick up at the nearest gas station. So, um, you know, it's Christmas a little candy. more special than that. Christmas cookies you make. You don't make Christmas candy. Yes, you absolutely Unless can you're... and do make Christmas candy. I'm sorry. Are you a Keebler elf and I didn't know? <laughs> What are you making? Uh, you, what are you making, I mean, Mitch? 
I'm, I'm much classier than, than a Keebler elf. You can make bark at home. You can make uh, holiday truffles. You can make uh, 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 dipped holiday uh, pretzel sticks that, that look like beautiful Christmas rods covered in garland. You know, you can do this. You don't have to just, you know, fill up the tank and then go in and be like, hey, Charlie, throw on a couple cases of fucking Reese's uh, bullshit cups to, on there, too. So, I, I, you know, I digress, but it, it pretty good it number five. Seem, pretty good. It does seem that... Uh, you know, a, a few things maybe I have an issue with on this one um, is, yep. you know, those people that are looking on the newspaper uh, or on BuzzFeed, they're not driving around emitting all this uh, uh, emissions that's going into and polluting our, our world, which we really don't need right now. And also, I mean, you're, you're going into neighborhoods. I mean, how confident are you that you can get into those gated communities? Oh, I'm more confident I can get out and that's half the battle. So uh, that's really all that matters. All right, we'll take wow. that one. Uh, Mitch, why don't you take us over to your top five, unless Brian has anything else to say. No, let him speak. Let's, let's hear what he it, got. Yeah. Okay, so my number five <clears throat> is something that I was born with. Um, uh, maybe I actually I'm think born it's Maybelline, it. but that's okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I was going to say, I, I, don't, I don't use Maybelline, uh, so I was born with it. Thank you very much. And that is, I was born during the Christmas season, so that means... When my mother was pregnant, Santa himself, after he was done delivering all the presents, came down and blessed my blessed my mother's tum tum with Christmas spirit and magic that that came down and infused itself into me. And also during this season of Christmas, my birthday is right along with it. And a lot of people would say, "Hey, that's not fair. I need a separate gift for Christmas and for my birthday. But guess what? I understand this season is for Santa and it's for me as well. And so I think that I am a truly, truly jingle ball, uh, jolly, uh, holly covered, uh, garland sniffing, uh, Christmas tree climbing, uh, uh, cookie baking, present wrapping, blessed Christmas child. Thank you very much. I have it in me. It's innate. It's in my DNA. It's in my blood. It's in my bones. It's in my muscles. Thank you very much. That's my number five. Let's move on. Hey, that's a really good number five, but I I do just have one follow-up question. Being a December uh, pre-Christmas baby, do you have that... Chris, uh, photo of you as a newborn where they shoved you into a stocking or a Santa hat? I, I actually just, just to clarify, you said pre-Christmas, I'm post-Christmas. So, so it doesn't whoa, even whoa, 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 No. If you had listened to me, What's I said after Santa was done oh. delivering the gifts, he then came down and blessed my mother with spirit and magic in her child. So okay, your mother's immaculate conception was a Santa afterthought? Yeah. No, wow. no, so that's, no. Again, again, you're not listening to what I'm saying. You're not. He, he, he came down and he spritzed yes, his I know Christmas he came. We magic. Heard that. Yes. Okay. Next. So you're just assuming that the Christmas season is December 26th. Uh, through the following year till December 1st. I was Is born on hearing? New Year's Eve. I, I, mm. I know I, I was born on New Year's Eve, so I'm still in the holiday week. You are still still enjoying your presence. You're still uh, hanging out in your jam jams. Um, you are still uh, uh, watching uh, Christmas-related things. You're still eating Christmas-related leftovers. So that is why I'm a blessed Christmas season child. And, and, okay. and you can't argue against it. It's just it's just what happened. So if you're if you're born on the next holiday 
following Christmas. How yeah. are you a Christmas baby? That's the next holiday. You're a New Year's Eve baby. It's a different Christ- holiday. Christmas is over. Christmas, Christmas season. Christmas season. It's the Christmas season again. After Santa was done delivering presents, he delivered one more in the form of the magic he gave to my to, to my mother's uh, fetus, which was me. I think you could okay. claim Christmas season if you were born on the thirtieth. I think the thirty first resets and it becomes a new holiday. Therefore, you are not a Christmas baby. Yeah. No, be, uh, be, because the actual holiday of New Year's doesn't start till midnight. It, it, it means nothing until midnight. So, so therefore, I'm still what's, within what's Christmas season. New Year's, New Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, it's, it's, it's prior to the actual holiday of New Year's. All right, we could argue this back and forth for hours, but I'm going to go ahead and score this round. Thank you very um, much. Brian, um, I like that. I don't like driving around in cars. It is not something that's fun to me. My folks did here, here, it growing here, up. Here. Growing up, um, you know, we'd go to the neighborhoods, the fancy neighborhoods, and it just wasn't pleasant to me. I get uh, nauseous and car sick very easy. So, Brian, I'm only going to score you two points right there. Uh, and Mitch, you started off good. Um, you started with a strong three, uh, and then I pictured you wrapped in a stocking or a Santa hat, and it got me really excited. So, that was like, there's a three for sure. Uh, and then I found out you weren't born during the Christmas holiday. So, I'm going to bump you down to two. So, you both scored two there. Um We'll go with the losers uh, here, which Mitch is obviously you, even though you tied, you're definitely not born in the <laughs> holiday season of Christmas. So oh Mitch, God. give us your number four. That was bullshit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my number four is that I am, I am so very Christmassy and more Christmassy than Brian because Christmas carols and music from the Christmas time are my freaking jam. And if you notice here, Brian's already done a bunch of cussing. I haven't cussed yet. I have respect for the season. I have respect for the holiday. And so I love singing. I'm singing. I'm singing. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Silent night. Holy boogie woogie Santa Claus. Um, what Christmas means to me, my... See, I, 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 I got them all. I'm basically a Christmas jukebox, and I listen to minimum four Christmas albums a day during the Christmas season. Um, I am learning to play piano right now. Soon I will be the guy at the party who plays piano and leads the whole party in singing. So there wow. it is. If you want me to do a little more rendition of another another song, I will do that for you. We can't afford but the rights. <laughs> that's a good point. And that's why that's why I gave you just a little nibble, just a little <laughs> nibble of, of each of those songs. Um, I, I enjoy the classics. You have, you know, the Rat Pack Christmas, and but also you can update it. 90s, Jewel gave us an incredible uh, Christmas album. Another great Christmas album, uh, uh, Louis Armstrong. Christmas Night in Harlem, amazing song. Fantastic. So, um, there's no better way to get you in the spirit. And I'm not listening on the radio. I'm not doing it because I'm not doing the commercials. I'm not doing W Light FM with Rhonda, whatever her name is. No, thank you. I can't do it. I anymore. curate my own playlists and I make it delicious. Wow. Um, so, there it is. Thank you very much. Well, that's great. Uh, if, if you do have any of those playlists on Spotify, if you'd share them with me, I'd love that. Um, Absolutely. My my favorite Christmas song is the uh, the the um, oh shit uh, the Grandma peanuts got run over by no <laughs> no the peanuts one uh, the peanuts you know version of the the Christmas song that they play on uh, yeah on peanuts um, I did go to when I first moved to Chicago guys I didn't know how close Milwaukee was 
Uh, and I was <laughs> it's, it's, joyed it's, to learn it's that it was wonderful to find out. Yes. Yeah, I was joyed to learn that we could be there in an hour and 20 with no traffic. And I went and saw Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And I know it's overdone, but God damn it, was it a transcending experience. Mm-hmm. And we got the uh, we got the A team while we were there, and it was absolutely amazing. Wow, cool! Uh, so much fun, so much fun. And go ahead, Mitch. I, I was I want to mention another. I mean, Trans Siberian Orchestra is a classic, famous uh, Christmas time uh, song doer. But the song "Santa Baby," you should only be listening to the Eartha Kid edition. That is the best. That is the ridge. More no argument. Also, no argument. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Thank you. Also, also, do not be afraid to throw Billy Holiday all over that playlist. That song, the slight gravel. Oh, give me more of that. Bring me straight to Christmas Eve. Uh, put that cinnamon in the air. Get the pine in the air. Oh, that's beautiful. That that really gets me in the in in the Christmas go uh, 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 go, if you will. You are playing right into my, my my arm right now. I love Christmas music. Um, my kids do not. <clears throat> they could listen to the same five songs from uh, Moana and uh, uh, Frozen <laughs> on repeat. Uh, mm-hmm. Thankfully, they've sprinkled in uh, uh, The Greatest Showman lately. But I absolutely love Christmas music. Singing it, listening to it, hearing it at stores, hearing it on the radio. So great job there and, and good shout outs there. This is going to be a tough round. Brian takes the number four. All right. My number four is not only do I consider... But I respect Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Oh. All right. So I know this is a, 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 con, a contested argument, even amongst Bruce Willis himself, who does not consider it a Christmas movie. He's wrong. And he's kind of a jerk nowadays. So we're going to listen to me instead. Um, it takes place at an office Christmas party. And we literally call Christmas movies office Christmas party nowadays. So see how ahead of its time Die Hard was. And... Uh, Think of just the best lines that you get from this movie. Uh, Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Written on a dead guy's chest. Christmas movie. Hans Gruber tells his tech guy, it's Christmas, Theo. It's a time of miracles. Boom. Christmas movie. The credit song is literally Let It Snow. And it is the perennial. It is deserves its place in the perennial rotation next to Christmas Story, uh, Christmas Vacation, Elf. Home Alone, it is right there next to those movies in my mind. Watch them every year. And just, it's a family movie too. He gets back together with his wife. It's a nice little Christmas ending. Plus, you get Reginald Bell Johnson saving the day. Like, what better thing could you have for Christmas than that? So that's why I have Die Hard is a Christmas movie. My number four, why I am Christmassy. Brian, r- r- remind me not to let you near my my Christmas party planning because I don't think I want to have uh, long haired German men uh, at the top of my list uh, for for my party. Hans Gruber so. was manicured AF, dude. Yes, um, and if we could, Mitch, what please. What about not- all of his henchmen? Are you kidding me? The, all the weird long haired German men. <laughs> Those are fine, Mitch. But if we could please not disrespect Alan Rickman, please. Yes. I would really appreciate that. Um, Brian, it's you caught me on a day. I go back and forth whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I really do. But you pointed out a lot of things that you kind of forget about. Uh, you know, the, the the credits being Let It Snow, um, you know, the ho, ho, ho parts um, and, you know, the Christmas Theo line. Those are things that, that I haven't really thought about. I do watch it every year uh, around, you know, probably between Thanksgiving and New Year. Um, I would have to. Well, 
So that's Christmas time. Yeah. Which is yeah. <laughs> No, because Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is not uh, Christmas time either. Christmas time starts on December 1st through December 25th. Yes. Um, Over on the 26th. Yes. Um, No, 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 no. Boxing Day, a Christmas uh, holiday celebrated in Canada and England. It's over. Scores are already I'm sorry. We are in the U.S. of A. Last I checked, my dirt was red, white, what? and blue. We, so. This is a global community. This is a global world, and we are globalists as the United States of America. Not we have this year, to, uh, buddy. Love, we have to love and embrace our allies. Nope, nope. You see who our president is for the next uh, 35 days? Mm-mm. My God. We're wow. living in the future, uh, Mitch. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brian, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. You pointed it out so well. Um Thank you so much for bringing back those points. I'm going to give you three points on that one uh, just because I think it's good. And I absolutely love Alan Rickman. May he rest in peace. You know, every time I watch uh, Professor Snape die and the Deathly Hallows part two. Spoiler. It... Wait, Snape dies? It's, it, it's been out for 15 <laughs> oh, years, guys. Come on. Like, <laughs> every t- <laughs> Sorry, I forgot I to say know. spoiler alert. Every time I see that scene, it makes me cry. I meant for Mitch, mostly. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, can, can I just point out, I know Hans Gruber didn't have long hair. It's just all of his henchmen had the weird long hair. But Hans henchmen, Gruber can come to the party. Henchmen are just background folk, though. They're yeah, we not, don't care about them. Yeah. But there was a bunch of them, you know? Come They're on. henchmen. There's supposed to be a lot. Mitch, do you want to get three points for your music? I would, yes. Thank okay, you very then, much. Okay, then quit arguing about uh, Die Hard <laughs> right now. Because, okay. Mitch, you, you hit my music strings. You're also getting three points. And we're going to swing it back over. Uh, Brian, if you wouldn't mind taking us to number three, that'd be great. All right, you got it. As our movies, Christmas lights, as they are burning a hole in my man breasts. Moving oh, okay. on to number three. I guess you don't have the, uh, the the Christmas spirit to continue to wear the Christmas lights. I don't. I don't have the protection of uh, okay. endothermic reactions. I'm sorry. Um, number three, I celebrate Christmas with absolutely no religious ties. And I believe that is pretty on brand for what modern Christmas is. Wow. Nowadays. So that would that would that would make what Mitch said very true. You do not have the Christmas spirit. I have the Christmas spirit in the modern meaning. So the best parts of Christmas now are no longer tied to biblical tradition. It's become something entirely new. I think the Christmas of today is not the Christmas of yesterday. It is something completely different. And you have movies and excessive gift giving and gorging on cookies. And in my case, Italian food and deep fried seafood every year. Um, that is not really a, a Christmas tradition of, of, of sharing and modest gift giving and thy neighbor and all that stuff. That stuff is not part of it anymore. This is massive consumerism. This is the Christmas we celebrate nowadays. Um, the best songs are not the Jesus ones, unfortunately. When you got Rudolph, Frosty, Let It Snow, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, playing into the, this, this music stuff we're talking about. Those Thank are you. better Christmas songs. They're better Christmas songs. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. You mentioned Rudolph and Frosty as the best Christmas songs. They didn't the say you have. They're better. They're on. better. They are better than Oh Holy Night. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Move on. All right. Um, and as a lifetime atheist, it's pretty interesting to sit back and watch the hypocrisy of priesters around this time of year. <laughs> the people who only go on Christmas and Easter. Uh. It's very entertaining to me. And there's nothing more anti-Christmas or I should say actually in the modern Christmas spirit than people thinking, 
oh shit, I forgot about my religion all year. I got to go to church today. <laughs> so I think that is very Christmassy in the modern age. And to sit back and watch it is extremely entertaining. And I don't think we value being generous. Uh, I, excuse me. Being generous, jolly, and joyous should be year-round traits. As long as you attempt to be that year-round, you have earned your end-of-year celebration in gluttony, which is your gift-giving, your movie-watching, your Christmas cookie-eating, and your dinner-gorging. I think Christmas is now a more of an end-of-the-year celebration, a long season of just spirited, great music, entertainment, movies, and then all the other things I've listed. That's what I look forward to in the modern Christmas. That's why I have that as my number three. Wow. Uh, you know, as a as a previous Christian, um, this really hits home to me. Uh, growing up on both sides of this, you know, uh, up until I was 16 or 17, going to church every Sunday and multiple days a week and almost getting upset with people that would call it Christmas in the holiday season instead of Xmas if they weren't Christians. Uh, oh. But then, you know, uh, opening my eyes one day and seeing that uh, I was reading a, a children's book. Um, I was like, oh, okay. I get this now. It's all about Hallmark and consumerism and money. Um, yep. And and that's all I care about nowadays with yes. Christmas. I want to make somebody happy by giving them something or being nice to them or giving back to them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's great. Let's eat a shitload of food. Let's drink in excess. Um, I, I do kind of disagree that Rudolph and Frosty are the best songs. Um, going back to my years of Christianity, I do really enjoy uh, the Oh Holy Nights and some of those more uh, melodic organ based, uh, not operas, but robust sure. songs. You know, you got different strokes for different folks. You can like you can enjoy the music and not like the lyrics. A lot of people do that for a lot of stuff. So I can I totally get behind that. Some of them yeah. are musically really really great, and I will never disenfranchise that. That's great. But uh, I just think the song, if someone asked me to think about Christmas songs off the top of my head, those would come off the top of my head first when saying, what do I think is Christmas as yeah. opposed to what is the best song? I think those songs are more Christmassy nowadays than old Christmas songs, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily the best Christmas songs as wow. I appease to the point giver. Here. All right. I would say I, I, I love watching Brian tie himself in knots trying to placate people. I guess this is the Christmas spirit in full force here. Um, oh, but adding specificity, <laughs> the thing that you value wow. most. Wow. Wow. I'm I so want, sorry. I, 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 as someone who also, I, I didn't go to, to mass multiple times a week, but I grew up going once a week. Um, the Creaster, which, you know, my family was for a couple of years and we just stopped altogether understanding what, what we were doing. But the Christmas and Easter Mass is the best time for when you come back from college or you come back when you're still a young person and you get to see who your crush is from high school, like how they've grown. Like, can you talk to them? Can you chat them up? Um, like, that's the best part of those of those masses is seeing seeing some of the, the old, old people. But also, I, I true, I, but I, you're I not wanna... using you're not using that time in mass for Christian values, are mm-hmm. you? You're seeing who you can bang. That's a total. That's not a Christmas spirit. Lust, lust what? of the eyes, Mitchell. Lust of the eyes. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm 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 talking to your secular uh, 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 devilish ways here. <laughs> oh, but also, I, I I just I, I just want to point something out because at no point during all this did did Brian ever mention spending time with family or friends. I think that's very important because that's my favorite part of the holiday season is going to those gatherings and and being married with those people. And Brian only mentioned 
singular alone activities. I just want to put that How out do, there. Well, hold on. Do you think he's eating Christmas deep fried steamed food by himself? Yeah. Am I eating this Italian food by myself? Is being generous, jolly, and joyous not included in family and friendship gatherings? I, you, you, you just never mentioned anyone mm. else. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just putting that out there. I, I just, I'm just want to, I just want to mention that to the host, just because maybe he doesn't have the real spirit. I don't know. Also, it's just that. saying that uh, this is how I'm Christmassy. Just so you know, this is a very inward-looking list that is in the definition of what we're trying to do today. Sure, and I, I think, and then I will prove that I am more Christmassy than you. So let's move Go forward. For it. Thank you very Go much. For it. Go Great. for it, Mitch. If you wouldn't mind, yeah, take us there. So, so my number three is um, I am way more Christmassy than Brian because I have a true breadth and depth of holiday movie knowledge and experience. Of course, now I'm I'm, I'm going to break these down into some levels here. Okay, this is the this is the the the, the top tier is the Santa tier. This is your Christmas vacation, your elf, he mentioned those, Christmas story, he mentioned that. But he left off some true classics, and that's It's a Wonderful Life. Roundly considered the greatest Christmas film from top to bottom ever made, also a white Christmas as well. Okay, then we're going down to tier two, which I'm calling reindeer tier, because what drives Santa's sleigh? The reindeer, of course. There, I have Muppet Christmas Carol instant classic. Scrooged, the Christmas Carol redone with uh, modern American hero Bill Murray. If you haven't seen it, please see it. Miracle on 34th Street is one of my favorites, both the original and the remake from the 90s. Uh, the remake was done, uh, written by John Hughes, you know, also did the Home Alone, which I'm not as much of a fan of. I will cover, cover that in a bit. But also, this is a good time, for, good time, excuse me, for me to mention why I am also more Christmassy is that during Elf, during Miracle on 34th Street, during It's a Wonderful Life, um, during what else is my list here? Um, bah, 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 bah. um, the family stone during it's always sunny in Philadelphia Christmas special. I drop tears. I feel the spirit. It comes out of the screen and goes inside me and it elicits actual tears for me because I understand the true meaning of Christmas. And that's family. That's love that is being together. That is, that is finding warmth in places where you don't normally get to experience it. And so we're, co- we're continuing on to the next tier down and that is the gingerbread tier. This is something, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you eat it. It's, it's snacky. It's pretty good. I'm putting love actually in, in this, in this, uh, uh, tier as well. Very saccharine, very corny, but it, it weaves many stories together in a beautiful little tale. Die hard. I put on here, but let's be honest. It's not very Christmassy. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of guys that die in a violent way. And I don't, I don't like those, those, those cynical, um, uh, things in my Christmas, Christmas movies. Although it is a great fucking movie. Excuse me. I just cussed. That's my first cuss. Sorry, Santa. Sorry. The family stone is in here too. Great family tale about an insular family opening themselves up to other people. And of course it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You got to get back to throwing rocks at trains. That's what their Christmas spirit is all about. I love that. And then I'm calling this one the store-bought tier. And this is the tier that I don't appreciate these Christmas movies because I don't like the spirit at the core of them. I think they're 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 mean-spirited. I think it's, again, cynical. And that is number one, the biggest defender, offender, is Jingle All the Way. I don't care if it was filmed in Minnesota. That is a trash movie. He punches a reindeer, and it's all about he can ignore his child all year and buy him one toy and therefore fixes it. And then Sinbad is a mentally deranged person who needs serious help and has been drinking. And it's played off as a joke. Don't love it. Um, And then also the Santa Claus, Tim Allen, Santa dies? Excuse me? No, thank you. 
the a recent series Princess Switch just utter hot garbage um, of a movie and also craps all over Chicago again no thank you don't want it um, and then How the Grinch Stole Christmas the Jim Carrey version who the jingle was at the controls there should have never happened uh, and then lastly this is what I'm calling my eggnog schnapps tier this is this is at the bottom but it's in like a different neighborhood and this is like you shouldn't drink eggnog sh- schnapps you know it's bad you know it's all fake uh chemicals it's all fake flavoring but you have a couple and then you get kind of sugary and you're kind of like mm, okay i know this isn't good for me but i'll keep going and that is hallmark holiday movies has anyone here seen any hallmark movies anyone unfortunately yes my hand yes. is up they are absolute <laughs> trash but if you have just the right amount of eggnog schnapps you can laugh at them and they're and they're just utter trashiness you got switched for Chris, christmas with hallmark star candace cameron beret the christmas train which is the largest budget they've ever had they threw in danny glover they threw in joan cusack they've got uh, dermot mulrooney and i can't remember her name now but the lady who's married to kenny chesney and was on the according to jim show um I mean, it's just the the, the sweetest, uh, saccharinous, like the stuff that'll rot your molars. This stuff is so um, so ridiculous. And this is a if if you don't know Hallmark movies, uh, I'll, I'll give you a quick synopsis of one so you understand. From Christmas and Love in 2018. Ellie, an aspiring crafter working her small town's bakery, shows Nick Carlinson, the big city CEO, during his visit to the bakery's main floor, that it's people and not machines that make the business a success. I'm tearing Um, up already. (laughs) Right? And, you know, you can see every quote-unquote twist coming. Um, It's always people going from the big city to the small town and and rediscovering their love for Christmas, their love for for family, their love for values one more time. Uh, But I will say, there's a disclaimer. Just like with drinking eggnog schnapps, do not watch too, too much Hallmark or it loses its power. It's no longer enjoyable to laugh at. I experienced that two years ago, so be careful, okay? Um, And lastly, I'm going to do a quick plug for Happiest Season on Hulu. I just watched it last night, written and directed by Clea Duvall, uh, who was in Veep as Marjorie. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, side characters, some some real fun in that film. So that's that's my number three. That was a lot I know, a lot to take in. What, 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 what was your number three again? <laughs> what yeah, was the topic called? <laughs> his breadth and depths of knowledge for holiday. Yeah. Okay. Yes, so I got it. Okay. Let, let me yeah. let me just talk about this. Uh, sure. Okay. Let, let's start with Elf. Absolute absolute banger of a holiday movie. I bought it for my girls, my my seven year old when she was five in the summer, and we watched it all summer long. That's how much we love Elf. <laughs> um, we've already watched it about ten times since like maybe mid November. Uh, Christmas story, absolute classic. Um, but I would like to move down to the store-bought level and talk about Jingle All the Way uh, yep. just for, for a few moments. Sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger in Minnesota yep. is amazing. Yes. You know, seeing a man <laughs> that is no. portrayed as being a very large man who in, in reality is tiny uh, size-wise, not like built, you know, um, yeah. is it, just great. Um, and seeing him in, in such a Midwestern town, but with his still Austrian accent, just, just tickles me to the core. I just laugh all the time. I watched Jingle all the way last year and just said, he's getting away. You know, it's just, yeah, Charlie, I love you, Charlie. You know, it just, it cracks me up all, all the time. All the way. 
Yeah, it, it, it cracks me up all the way. Um, I do like the Santa Claus movies. I just so watched I. all three of them with my daughter uh, this past uh, this last weekend. I would move that one up to an actual your your Santa tier personally. Uh, but let's go wow. ahead and score this one. Oh, can I say um, one thing that will upset Mitch first before you score here? Yeah. I have never seen The Family Stone, Miracle on 34th Street, White Christmas, what? or A wow. Wonderful Life. I wow. have never seen those movies. Ever. Then you, okay, I just won this. You just proved you have no Christmas spirit. It is, Done. It is, it is, Done. Worth, it is worth it for me to get your reaction and how angry it makes you. Yeah. If I get no points, I don't care. If that was, <laughs> that's what my would want. And the, no. the fact that you told me I had no tears, I would not cry for Charlie and Mac throwing rocks at trains, blasphemy. Blasphemy. Hold, I, you, you did not make me angry. You just gave me Christmas joy because I know I'm winning this today because you just admitted <laughs> to not seeing some of the greatest Christmas films of all time and you claim to be a Christmas expert. I am the most Christmassy. This is, we, we should just stop this, Brian. You I don't have need die to hard. Give I have die hard. I don't need black and white. I'm good. Wow. wow. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, Brian, uh, you're going to get two points today. I think, I think that there is a little bit of Christ in Christmas. Uh, and I think every, everybody should enjoy that little bit of Christ in Christmas at, at, at least one point in their life. So since you have not at one point in your life enjoyed that, I'm taking that point away. Fair enough. Two points for you. Worth and now, it. Mitch, um, I had already decided to give you three points after the first one just to try to get you to shut the fuck up a little bit. But then you said the <laughs> F word. I'm deducting one point for swearing. Two points Oh, come on. I, I, I didn't catch myself the second time, and I said jingle the second time. So yeah, and that's almost more offensive. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mitchell, how about yes. we go to number two? Okay, great. Yeah, um, my number two is is two words: eggnog. Every season, this is the drink of the holiday season: hot cocoa. Uh, uh-uh. eggnog is the only drink of the season because you only drink it during Christmas season. People drink hot chocolate all year long. I make eggnog from scratch. I do not get the store-bought kind. That stuff is trash. It does not taste like real eggnog. I make it with dark rum. I make it with brandy. And then it's real cream, real eggs, real nutmeg shaved over the top, real sugar. Uh, You want to switch it up? You go light rum if you want or tequila. You can even put in there. Throw in some sherry. That is delicious stuff. You can cut down the heaviness with less cream. Maybe go more 2% milk, that kind of thing. Um, And it's getting closer to more a classic milk punch, uh, which is a real drink from, uh, from, from days of yore. But eggnog, if you make it fresh, if you make it right, it doesn't take that long. And I have personally watched like four people get converted in front of my eyes last Christmas. I was at a Christmas party and I made eggnog fresh and people had it. And they're like, I don't like eggnog. I don't want this. And I said, just try. They did. And they're like, I want more. Please, please give me more. The more booze, the better with eggnog, obviously, because, you know, the faster it works and then the less heavy cream you have to take in. But then also my favorite part about eggnog is the stash. It's the easiest joke to play. Everybody laughs. If you don't laugh, you should probably uh, uh, ask that person to quickly but quietly exit your party. Um, you just take a, a, a drink of nog. You don't have to say anything. You just look back at the person with serious eyes, and, you, and you're going to get a chuckle no matter what. And that spreads Christmas joy and Christmas spirit. 
at a gathering of friends and family. That is my number two, short and sweet. Thank you very much. Beautiful. I I am a huge fan of eggnog. Um, if it is homemade, store bought is absolute garbage. I mean, it's it's absolute garbage watered down. Although I did recently move to Iowa a year ago, um, and there's a company out here called A and E Anderson and Erickson, mm-hmm. and the Iowans they 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 live and die by A and E. And I've said some stuff about party dip, which is one of their famous dips, and it's gotten me a lot of hate mail. <laughs> but their eggnog is really good. Store bought eggnog really? um, with booze. No. Well, yeah. I mean, I always throw a little bit of uh, whatever, whatever whiskey I have uh, around. Oh, okay. Um, you know, currently I have a uh, some homemade homemade liquor that I got from a, a guy on a farm on the back forty of Northern Iowa. So. <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Any any bit of liquor in there. But it, it is one of those things, and I will agree with you where I can understand where people are thrown off by it because. The, 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 it, it could really use a marketing rebrand, in my opinion, uh, from eggnog to anything else. I, I don't know what it would be. That's not in my wheelhouse, but that's what I was going to say. Punch. I, I feel any like name, I, maybe. Yeah. Holiday milk. I don't know. But anything <laughs> would be better than eggnog. I've never yeah. had the pleasure of being converted by Mitch's nog. I've only had a star bought and obviously didn't like it. So I need to try it to have an actual opinion on it. But well, uh, Brian. Mitch's nog is, is some of the best nog I've ever that's, had. That's what I've heard. And I, to your point, that's what I want to say. It is the least Christmassy sounding name for a drink. You're right. It totally needs a, a, a rebrand because eggnog sounds like a punishment. It's not, it's not, yeah. it's not, nog does not sound pleasant, but the taste I'm yeah. sure it gives is, is great. Some, yeah. some, some year, Brian, we'll have to do like a Christmas party together and then I'll make it for you right in front of your eyes. Also making eggnog, like I said, it's, it's quick and easy. Like well, once you do it once, it's just like, oh, that's super, super simple. People gather around and they watch because people are curious about eggnog because most people haven't, you know, don't make it. And so they just assume, you know, they hear it's dangerous, whatever. But then you're like, don't worry. I'm putting all of this brandy and all of this rum in here. You're going to be fine. So it's basically liquid creme brulee. When it comes down to it, that's what you're drinking. You're just drinking uncooked creme brulee, which tastes delicious. So I understand why people can get behind it. That's no problem. And now this is an aside from from the conversation, but it has to do with it. Um, Mitch, I can, having been to to many parties with you, Mm -hmm. I can see you at your stove whisking away, adding your ingredients in, not even thinking about it. You know, not not exact measurements, just a dash here, a whisk here, a shake here, all while engaging the crowd, working the room. I mean, it's, you you know, it's something that I've loved about you since the beginning was, uh, you know, how full of yourself you are, but you're, you're confident about it and not in a bad way. Um, and and I think that's why we got along is because we're both big personalities that like to like to work the room, like to Uh, make sure we're heard. So sure. Yeah. Eggnog. Great. How about it, Brian? I, I agree. I, I get, I need to be converted by the real nog. I may even be inspired to try and make my own nog this year because of this conversation. So you could find a Buzzfeed article about it. Oh God. I don't want to read those. Give us your number two, Brian. All right. Number two, uh, number two way. I am so Christmassy is that I've reached the age where I don't want anything, but I worry about what I'm getting everyone else and how they feel for the season. So 
This is a specific type of consideration that is fueled by consumerism, which is it kind of changes the way you think. It's like, oh, man, I'm finally in a, a financial place where I can reciprocate all the things that were given to me when I was a child. So the holidays change over time. And I'm at that fun age where I'm not stressing about like parental and Santa presents because I, I am not a father yet. I don't have to worry about getting all the gifts of that sorted, but I can actually now take care of like my girlfriend and my sister and my parents and give them all the things that I've always wanted to give them because I'm finally in that place to be able to do so. So they get nice things for Christmas now. I hope that they like what I give them. But it's like usually more things that they need, uh, things they would never buy for themselves, things that are maybe too expensive they didn't want to waste their money on. But I'm like, hey, let's indulge. I'm going to get it for you for Christmas. Um, there's still a little slight financial stress that comes with the holidays. We all got to deal with it. But it feels very Christmassy to be able to return the favor, especially to your parental units, after all the good Christmases they gave you. Uh, my dad would go all out for Christmas in our house. The one thing he would always do, make sure that every gift that was under the tree from Santa was wrapped in different wrapping paper than anything else that was in the house. He would buy special wrapping paper and hide it and only use it on Christmas morning. There were no tags on our gifts. Our gifts were handwritten in Sharpie by Santa with smiley faces over the eyes. The backyard, we would go throw out baby carrots at night for the uh, reindeer to land. It was better for them to land in the backyard, we were told, because the roof Roof's too, too, too dangerous. Got to have the reindeer land in the backyard. He'd go out and pick up all the carrots, eat more baby carrots, nibble them, throw them back in the grass, and then run with his legs side by side to make sleigh tracks in the backyard. So we would come out, see that the sleigh had landed in the yard, and that all of our presents were from actually there from Santa. So this is the fuel that made me Christmassy that wants to be able to give that experience eventually to children, but right now to be able to give everything else I can give back to everyone in the holiday season. That's my number two. Wow. By giving back and giving to people and not taking in and wanting, it seems like you are using a little, little bit of that Christ in Christmas right there. This is where the it good comes Lord himself, <laughs> this is where the it good comes Lord himself wrote it in the book, man. The good Lord himself wrote it in the book, Brian. I think you're not as atheist as you say you are, but I will agree. I love the tradition of, of, of Christmas the exact same way my folks hand wrote the notes, you know, and now as a father with kids, you know, we're handwriting the notes. Um, you know what? We live in an age of technology now uh, where my daughter doesn't have to write a note. She sent, she emailed Santa this year, her list. Uh, wow. which is which is very bizarre and literally I'm like hey I'll just FaceTime him <laughs> so she actually FaceTimed with Santa this year uh, and told him what he wanted what she wanted and listened um, you know we do the same thing uh, in the yard we throw the carrots out you know we put some uh, dog food we make footprints I absolutely love that as a father mm -hmm. as a as a son Brian the one thing I, I don't get is I fucking love getting gifts I'm 32 years old, and if I don't get enough gifts for Christmas, I'm a little bummed. Not because I want them, just because, and it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, a <laughs> pair of socks, a book, you know, uh, 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 just even a card. I enjoy getting it, knowing that somebody mm -hmm. was thinking about me. And I think you're missing out on that, man. I think you could really... 
I think that's definitely part of it. It's it's having the little bit extra edge of just liking the giving a little bit more than the receiving. It's 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 a different turn in your head when you get to a certain age to be able to want to do that. Where it's like Christmas used to be all looking forward to just that one aspect that you're talking about, and then I think you become more Christmassy when you finally are able to switch. Still enjoy that part of receiving, of course. You got love getting and opening things and being part of the tradition, but the flip I think is what makes you the most Christmassy. I do like being in a position financially where I can just go hog wild for my kids. But I will tell you the difficult part of that is divvying up which ones to call from Santa and which ones to call from yourselves. Yeah. So you got to make uh, you look good and Santa look good. 100%. So, so that, that's a huge thing you got to play there. So it's like, I'm happy I'm not in that position yet, but now I'm mentally preparing for that day so that I can, I can have that, uh, Make sure I have enough money to get three great gifts. Right. So it's all that stuff. So, yeah. Mitch, any thoughts on this one before we go to scoring? Absolutely. I love um, giving gifts. I'm I'm also, I'm a person who, um, like, my, my love language is, like, gifts or gifts of food, that kind of thing. Like, doing things for, for people. That's, that's my love language for sure. And so, that actually reminds me, when I was... Um, I think it was 19 maybe i think it was in college but i was in a i was in a hardcore phase of wearing a lot of blazers and i wore a lot of ties and uh because that phase ended yeah i was gonna say shocker it, yeah no it, it has it has and it's uh, all cardigans and, now okay <laughs> right yeah and i got my i got my my, my brother and father both uh like gentlemen's i think i think i called them like like gentlemen's us uh packets or something like that but i found like brown paper and twine and so i made it look like you know like a gift you'd get like in the 30s or 40s and then they each had like a a, a blazer in there and then i think it was like you know those those like whiskey rocks things that they tricked people into buying for many years that don't actually work that don't do Um, anything yeah yeah those like stones and then like tie clips and something else and uh so i i i if if i have the time and um and and i get a good idea i really like to go all out on that kind of like presentation and like theme of the gift um i very much like um so i i am totally right there with brian it's it's uh it's a fun thing to do and as a kid actually i learned to cook for my mom and so my mom and i would kind of trade back and forth like uh kitchen gifts a lot so uh i think i've given my mom like eight cool spatulas over my life. Like whatever, like, you know, it's like a big red one with a metal handle. You're like, Oh, Santa would use this, making his cookies at home and get this for mom. So, uh, yeah, this, this is the, the number two, this is the reason for the season. So I applaud you, Brian. And, uh, I'm, I've, I have, I have put my, my sharpened candy canes down and, uh, and extending a hand, uh, a, uh, a, 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 a pine bow, if you will. So there we go. Thank you. I I will expect you guys to be under a a bushel of mistletoe uh, before the night is over. Um, I I will say just just one more. My my wife and I are admittedly terrible at gifting each other gifts, uh, almost to the point where I pick her out a gift on December 5th and I give it to her on December 5th because I'm also at the age of what's the point of waiting. (laughs) Uh, But this year we kind of made a, a an agreement that we would actually save it until Christmas before we, we pop the cherries, if you will, mm-hmm. of our gifts. Uh, but I found one one issue with that is that my wife, you know, handles all the finances. She knows everything that I've gotten her. 
and I know absolutely nothing about what she's gotten me, uh, just based on uh, receipts and uh, credit card uh, statements. So that kind of sucks. I'm going to go ahead and score this one. And this is fucking great, guys. Listen, you both get three points on this one. Absolutely love homemade eggnog. Mitch, have you been making this for a while? my my dad made it when I was a kid, and I think I learned how to make it from him at like fourteen or fifteen. So I, I've been making it for like you know sixteen years now. I, so I, or no, more than that, nineteen years, almost twenty I'm years. I'm trying to rack my brain that I, I know I came down to the ranch triangle a few times during the holidays, and I mm-hmm. honestly feel like I've had your eggnog, and that's not bullshitting or anything. Yeah. No, but I, I'm I, pretty I sure made it I've in had the ranch. it. Yeah, and and Brian, like I said giving gifts that's literally the reason for the season they made it rhyme so you know it's true (laughs) uh but yeah three points to everybody and that guys that takes us on to the number one the 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 big one here we go and i'm just going to eeny meeny miny mo brian take us away all right the number one way not only the most christmasy but the way i am more christmasy than mitch is that in a world of bullshit PVC artificial trees, I drive over an hour each way, get on a hayride, and chop down my own fresh tree. So, I am a Douglas fir man myself. I the blue spruce and scotch pines are acceptable to other folk, but the fir family gives a strong branch for great ornament uh, uh, holding and uh, a light decorating. Uh, short needles, easier cleanup. Uh, makes the house smell great. Just another benefit. Um, it's also not Christmas unless I'm sweating, frustrated, and swearing. I learned that from my father, and you only get that with a real Christmas tree. You really need that while you're struggling to put that baby up. Um, I also have the Marriage Saver Stand, it is called. Uh, anybody who's ever had a real tree knows how much of a pain in the ass it could be with the four screws to try and get the, the trunk just straight and perfect and balanced. I don't do that anymore. I have a stand that has a metal spike on it. And the tree farm that I go to right before it goes in the car, they hold my tree vertically and they just drill a six inch hole straight up the trunk, making sure it's straight. I come home, that baby pops on the stand. A lot of that sweating and swearing has gone away over the years. Still frustrating to get in the house, but you got to do it. It's worth it for the season. And watering. You are basically a hospice nurse for this once vibrant living thing, and you are responsible for seeing it go out gracefully. You need to see that happen for the season. This is your responsibility. You chopped it out of nature. You got to take care of it. You got to take care of it. Wow. Um, And it's the only one time a year that I buy two liter bottles. I need to have two liter bottles in the house of soda to be able to fill it up, to get into the tree thing, to fill it. Every other time of year, I don't have that. So another props to trees, making me go get the two liter and save some money on soda once a year. Um, And it's not over until the tree becomes a fire hazard. That's when you know the Christmas season has kind of gone away. Um, uh, it, it still has needles, but by the time you've removed the lights and the ornaments and squeeze it back through the door, it's completely bare and just firewood at this point. So you got a whole needle mess you got to clean up, but that death on the floor as you're sweeping it away means it's a signal that Christmas is finally over. It's all right, cool. I got this thing out of here. I gave that tree a valiant send off. Now 360 whatever days countdown until I get to do this all over again. So cutting down and taking care of a real Christmas tree makes me the most Christmassy. That 
that is just way too much fucking work. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. Wow. That is just way too much work. I mean, you have to, you're constantly, do you have cats? Do you have a cat at your house? No, and don't have animals. Okay, good for you. I never will because I have a real Christmas tree every year. Okay, that's a, it's a deterrent. I've had uh, at least three points in my life as a cat knocked over our our real Christmas tree. We had an artificial one that I think my parents bought in the early '90s for probably a hundred dollars for a Christmas tree at the time. Inflated, that was probably a four hundred dollar artificial Christmas tree, and we had that for years until we moved to a nice Victorian style house. And my mom's like, we can't have this artificial shit in here anymore. And we had to start going to the Christmas tree farms to get the goddamn trees. And it's a pain in the ass and it's no fun. You're vacuuming up pine needles. Yes. You're, 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 you're sweeping up pine needles. Yes. You have to get your uh, tree skirt down there. And mm-hmm. then if you spill water, when you're trying to water it, there's water everywhere. You have to mop it up. And then the pine needles get wet. There's sap on your hands. It's sticky. Yep. Yes. And I was going to mention, it's a, it is a goddamn fire hazard. You put those, you had to take the lights off your chest because your 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 your, your chest was sweating and your butthole was hot. Yep. What do you think that tree <laughs> thinks? That tree cannot speak for itself and say, hey, these lights are hurting me. It's, a val- it's an honor to wear them, though. It's a badge of honor that that tree has earned. So let me ask you just one question. When you're bringing it into your house, are you coming forward or backwards or is it still wrapped up? Uh, you have to keep it wrapped up. You have to go into the door trunk first, because if you go the other way and a branch opens, you're going to, you're going to split the ends. You can't do that. All right. You got to go trunk first on your shoulder and you got to get it in. And then you got to chop the wire after it's been bailed because it needs a couple of days to, to open. And in that time, that's when you're getting your best scent in the house. The one day or two where you can't put decorations on it because the arms need to unfurl and needs to get adjusted to the temperature in the house. Those are the best smelling mm. days of Christmas right there. It seems like a lot of work for something I could walk down a flight of stairs into my basement, grab the one that still has the ornaments and light on it, walk it upstairs and place in its holder. Let me ask you this. uh, If you are an artificial tree user, as it sounds like you are, what is the average lifespan of a good artificial tree? I don't know. Mine was purchased for me and we bought it last year. Okay. <laughs> We're on year the two. Average artificial Christmas tree uses more water to be produced of like 10 years of cutting down live Christmas trees. Okay. So that one tree is not good for climate change. I am actually helping the environment. Says the guy who drives around to look at Christmas lights rather than just looking at the top 20 on BuzzFeed. You don't know that if it's an electric car or not. You don't know if Mm -hmm. it runs on... uh, You said Toyota RAV4, I believe, right? And you said full tank of gas. So Yeah, the gas could be uh, garbage (laughs) like Doc Brown uses in Back to the Future Part 2. Like You guys don't know my life. Uh, Mitch, any thoughts on real versus fake? To uh, vehemently disagree with you here, Alex, because uh, I grew up in a in a real tree household every single year. Uh, when you're on a child in Minnesota, you go to a tree farm. It's normally snowing if you go in early December, and it is a wonderful day for a precocious child like myself. Um, you bring a football with. You're you're running routes through the trees. You're you're throwing long bombs to your dad. Your dad's throwing them back to you. You're throwing snowballs at your brother, um, at your mom, at your dad. It's great. We had cats too, and uh, you just have to remain vigilant. Um, and I think that Brian, your description of what your role is to the tree as a hospice nurse 
is I've never heard that before. And that is so perfect because along with it, living a beautiful, elegant month long death, essentially that you are causing. Let's just say this, that tree would still be planted, would still be growing, helping the world until you cut it down. The reason it is on hospice from, is because you killed it. From a farm, but though? Alex, 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 these are farmed trees. If yes. you didn't cut them, then, then that farmer wouldn't be able to make money. So, yes, do you feel I, this I, I guilty? You. Do you feel this guilty eating Iowa corn? <laughs> uh, corn is a necessity. Tree farms are uh, not. <laughs> I would say feeling the Christmas spirit in the most Christmassy way is a necessity mm. once a year. I would well, say. And, and, and also, there is no better feeling than, than lying underneath a Christmas tree and looking up through the branches once it's fully decorated, yes. seeing the lights glitter, seeing the ornaments. And as a child, it is a wonderful tradition to decorate the tree every year with your parents. You pull out each ornament. You remember, hopefully you've written like the year that you got on the ornament. My mother personally would get my brother and I an or- a new ornament every year. So every year we got to see sort of like the growth of our ornaments. Be like, oh, yeah. I remember this ornament from when I was six. You know, um, we still have an ornament on the tree. That is my age. There is a 32-year-old ornament on my parents' Christmas tree. He's a Hershey man. He's like He's got a little white beard and glasses, and he has a Hershey bar in his hand, and he is holding on. And also, I want to mention a great thing to do. You take your old, like, you know those, like, old, like, knit ornaments? Like, maybe your grandma would have loved. Yeah, with, with a picture of you in there from second grade? <laughs> oh, or? I, I, I mean, perhaps that. But, like, the one I'm thinking of, my grandma had some, like, they're, like, little white bears that were made out of, like, yarn that was knit or whatever you can change those around we we we, we would like to cut off an arm put a little extra red on there and 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 we call them barely injured bear and he was a great ornament for a long time (laughs) um but also at at when when the christmas tree is done it is such a perfect tradition and act too because not only is is Christmas ending, the tree's life is over but a new calendar year is about to begin i mean you, you can't get better allegories it's it's, it's incredible it's, it's it's a great tradition uh i am fully on brian's side here uh, on the Any last uh, words, Brian? Yeah, on the deterrent front uh, for animals and such thing, similar thing happened to me when I was in my uh, wheelie walker on my first Christmas. I ran full speed into the Christmas tree and learned my valuable lesson <laughs> that first Christmas. Balled my eyes out, stayed away from it, was in fear of a Christmas tree till the next year until I learned to make peace with it. And now all these years of watching my dad struggle, I feel like I need to continue the struggle uh, moving on with this tradition. So I'm still on team uh, real tree and I will be for will be for life. I would like to add one more thing before we move on to to Mitchell. Do either of you guys do the uh, the pickle thing where you hide a pickle ornament in the tree and whoever finds it gets to open the, the not familiar with first? that one. Have you never heard? Of that? No. It was new to me. I, I was told it was a Chicago thing. Interesting. Yeah, it's. I, I. I'm pretty sure it's a. It's a Scandinavian slash. It's definitely like a European thing. But we. we okay, maybe that's it. My, my in-laws are German, so. Ah, yes. Okay. Oh, yes, and that's that was, so are my uh, family. So yeah, we, we yeah. have a pickle, but but we don't uh, we don't have it to or we don't make it um, assign who goes first in, in in gift opening. We just like it. So okay, we're, we're German as well and pickleless. So okay, I don't know. and then I, and then I, I guess one other thing. They're great. You're yeah. Right. Uh, let's go ahead and. Uh, Mitch, final yeah. number one. Yeah, if you wouldn't um, mind uh, taking us taking us on a little trip here. 
Sure. That's exactly what I can do. Now, my number one of my list of the reason why I am very Christmassy, and in this particular instance, more Christmassy than Brian, is that I have actually seen Santa Claus before. I know. What? And again, I, I, I think this goes with being blessed with his spirit that he came down and gave the Christmas spirit to my mom. Okay, but it's 1994. Okay. I am about to turn eight. We're in St. Paul. It's Christmas Eve. Daryl takes me and Andy out to run an errand because Eileen needs more Giardelli chocolate and heavy cream to finish the dark chocolate espresso truffles. Candy you can make yourself and trifle for tomorrow's Christmas lunch. Now, the air is Minnesota crisp. Okay, it's a balmy 18 degrees. We head south on Snelling Avenue, passing the old soda fountain Sunbergs, which I hadn't walked there for a phosphate in over like two months at this point. The streets were dark, but illuminated just every so distance with yellow, green street lamps that hang over the curbs. Time out. Yeah, what's up? Did you just did you just did you just say phosphate? Yeah, phosphate. Okay, all right. I was just making sure that we were in the same time period here. Go ahead and continue. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Okay, so we're heading south on Stone Avenue. The 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 yellow lighted green street lamps are throwing uh, l- little gobs of light here on the street. We're heading south. We stop off at a Sinclair gas station near Randolph for gas. Of course, we, we don't have electric cars, you know, uh, back then. And we're headed to Lund's Grocery for our items because they've got the fancier, darker chocolate that Eileen prefers to create confections. Okay, so just south of the Sinclair station rises the great sledding hill of highland park this puppy has like five runs you can go from bunny up to black diamond it's incredible and higher above that the white obular i'm going to use it obular globe of the water tower of highland park is just above there and it's it's shining in the moonlight at this point and we've piled into the back seats of the subaru wagon once again after we came back out from pain and daryl tells us that the clerk inside had reports from other Sinclair service stations south of St. Paul that Santa's sleigh had been spotted. One had been zooming. Uh, the w- one uh, sighting was he was zooming past Fort St. Clair, and the other was he was hovering over Pike Island. The big man was making his rounds. So Daryl, my dad, tuned the radio to 8.30 a.m. local WCCO for more updates. And as Daryl turned to look, as he backed out, a flash of red and white Light gleamed off the water tower, throwing shards of Christmassy spectacle all over the sledding hill, and then it disappeared in a flash. We wailed with Christmas spirit, the season never ceasing to amaze us. Now, Daryl finished backing up and threw it into drive before being blocked by a red Chevy Suburban that came from uh, around the corner of the gas station and had antlers on its on the front of this Suburban and a red light in the middle, just like Rudolph's nose. And it parked with ease. It pulled right in got right through the snow, and a man with a bulbous tummy and a white beard and stocking hat got out and went inside the gas station. Now, I was thinking, that has to be Santa. And Daryl wasn't so sure, but I begged, and we stayed to check it out. So soon the man, uh, who I was, of course, pretty sure was Santa, exited with a bottle of peppermint schnapps, which is Santa's favorite Christmas spirit, and everyone knows that. (laughs) And he had a white and red, like kind of lard, or lard, large uh, uh, white and red cardboard (laughs) box. And, and a little lighter for lighting candles on his birthday cake because Santa's birthday is uh, December 25th. And it was – so this was definitely Santa. And then he noticed that we were watching him. And then he winked at me before slipping a bit on the snow as he wobbled. And then he spit out some liquid chocolate on the ground and he got back in his ground vehicle. And then we pull away 
And I'm turning back around to watch as, as we're, you know, driving off as Santa's car just idles in the parking lot and little plumes of white Christmas smoke gently escape from the driver's side window. And that's how I saw Santa. And that's why I'm the most Christmassy and I have the magic inside me. Thank you very much. Whew. Wow. I mean, that's, uh, that's quite the, uh, the, the, the tale there, uh, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You know, there's there's been many times in my life where I've seen an alcoholic and thought they were somebody else. Um, you know, no, forgotten no. father. Um, was it was Santa. I mean, did I, I guess I guess the only follow up question that I have is: Did any miracles happen shortly thereafter? Um, yeah, the, the radio station said that he was spotted again minutes later going over downtown St. Paul. Also, how do you explain? The big tummy and the red nose. Like, how do you explain that? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, if you get me liquored up enough, I have a big tummy and my nose turns red. My beard may, may not be white, but uh, it'll get so there. You're not Santa. I, I, so you're not I'm Santa. not Santa. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm having a hard time with this one because, you know, being a father and having a seven year old, I have a hard time telling her that Santa's real. Um, well, no, no, but no, 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 he, he, he flew in just past the water tower, okay. he landed, and then he got into he, – he, Santa leaves vehicles in every city to drive to be able to do errands in the city without attracting too much attention. So, he hopped in a Suburban, and he had the, the antlers on front with the red light, Rudolph's nose, and he came and he got his uh, his whatever the, the, the cardboard box was, but and a little lighter for his you know birthday candles. Um, this sounds about as accurate as all the Santas that would come and visit Charlie every Christmas in the It's Always Sunny Christmas special. <laughs> I think you're having a realization here live on the air that we're, we you, you just haven't had yet. Wait, so you're you're trying to tell me that the Santa I saw, the one that winked at me, not one but both eyes, wasn't really Santa, and may have just been a lonely alcoholic. I think so. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm glad you came to that realization um, on your own, and we didn't really have to go deeper into that because if you need if you need to talk to somebody, there are yep. people that you can speak to. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and score this round out, guys. Okay. Mitch, she just got a new a new counselor. I want to I just want to plug BetterHelp.com <laughs> r- r- real quick. Uh, I, I got a new counselor, and his name is uh, his name is Chris K. And um, Man, he has been so good at, at, at helping me get back on my feet this December, just mentally uh, and emotionally. So, uh, well, just a shout out to my counselor. I, I, I don't want to say his last name because, you know, uh, anonymity, uh, counselor. Um, patient patient that counselor only goes one way, really, but yeah. Like yeah. Patient counselor confidentiality. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Chris K. All right, mm-hmm. Mitch. Yep. He's, he's not real. You didn't see him. You saw somebody's drunk uncle. You get two points on that one. It's just it's it's not here. I mean, it's it's not there. You didn't you didn't you didn't see what you saw. Um, and Brian, let's I let's be magic. real here. Real trees, not the way to go. You're only getting two points. Wow. Uh, and I have the final wow. scores. If you guys would talk amongst yourself, sure. some 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 Christmas movies that you guys enjoy a lot, and and kind of the plots of them while I score up here. I really okay. enjoy the Family Stone, White Christmas, Wonderful Life, and Miracle on 34th Street. I hear they're great movies, and one day I will enjoy them. Yeah, I love Elf. So Elf starts at the North Pole, um, and and a baby is accidentally dropped off there. And there's an older Elf uh, who's really put his time in. Elf. And, elf. Uh, and his Elf. 
elf. helping to take uh, elf, 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 like elf, elf, elf. Will Ferrell elf, stars an elf directed elf, by John elf. Favreau, who made Elf. Um, uh, the, the 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 underrated star. And I have your final show. scores. Okay. Elf. All right, guys, we have a tie, twelve to twelve. Uh, but twelve days of Christmas. Yep. My yep. favorite movie is A Christmas Vacation. Mr. Ernst, you mentioned it once, taking your total to 13. And Mitch, you got two comments there. So, Mitch, congratulations as our winner today. 14 to 13. On a t- with the bonus points. With the bonus points. Silent night. I beat Brian. Yes, you did. I am... Christmas I will be sending the uh, royalty bill to you. You can enjoy your fake ass tree. And Silent Night is 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 royalty free, baby. That that song is so old. Everyone can use. Uh, it. Don't Congratulations. Care. Enjoy your fake. You know, tree. you both you both had a valiant effort, and 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 a lot of good things were said today. But that takes me as the host onto my God given right. Today's fast five from Alex Lovingood are going to be the top five. Tom Hanks Woo. movie quotes. Tom so Hanks pumped. is my favorite actor, and he's got a lot of really good quotes, and I'm going to take them five to one. You ready for it? Do you guys remember the 1984 classic Splash? Because that's where we're starting. This top five quote comes as Tom Hanks' character, Alan, knocks on the bathroom door. Unbeknownst to him, his lover is in the bathtub, flexing <laughs> and, and, and airing out her mermaid tail. As he tries and succeeds to break in the door after she doesn't answer. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, <laughs> what's wrong? I, this is too, it's just a funny thing in the world. I love this movie scene. If you guys have seen it, and I, I wrote a little script here, but now I'm giggling just reading it because it's funny. He opens the door and he goes, why didn't you answer? And she goes, well, I was shy. And the quote is, you were shy after the cab? After the elevator and on top of the refrigerator, you were shy. <laughs> it is just great. And he's standing there shirtless uh, as a skinny, young 1984 Tom Hanks, just looking swole. Going on to number four, my all time favorite movie is Apollo 13 has one of my very favorite Tom Hanks in there is Captain James Lovell of the captain and commander of the Apollo 13. Uh, in this scene, Jack Swaggart just stirred the oxygen tanks and disaster struck. One of the most popular lines in this movie from Tom Hanks, and pr- arguably one of the most popular lines in the world of aviation, especially in NASA space. Houston, we have a problem. It's just absolutely oh, good. When in reality, uh, in, 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 in the actual story, it was Jack Swaggart that said it to uh, NASA, but it doesn't look good uh, when, you know, Kevin Bacon says it looks good when Tom Hanks says it. So yep. going on yep. to number three, another one of my uh, uh, very top favorite movies comes from our man Chuck Nolan as he walks away from that gorgeous late yes. 90s square body inline six Jeep Grand Cherokee and the movie Castaway. He looks back at his girlfriend, Kelly Freer, and says, I'll be right back. Well, four and a half years later, he finally came back. That's not really quick. <laughs> Number two, guys. We're moving, we're moving right along, guys. Number two comes from Captain Miller and Saving Private Ryan. While laying on his deathbed, shot up, Captain Miller looks up at a, 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 a young, saving, a young Private Ryan, and he says, James, earn this. 
earn it. And then he passes away and dies. And that one always hits home to me because at the end of that movie, you have uh, uh, an old Private Ryan looking at Captain Miller's grave and he asks his wife, he goes, do you think I was a good person? Do you think I earned my life? And that one really hits home. Number one, my absolute absolute and i say it all the time i've mentioned it on my podcast a hundred times my absolute favorite tom hanks quote and the best one comes from carl hannity and he's got a boston accent and it said my second favorite tom hanks movie catch me if you can and it's right at the end when they're driving and he's driving with uh with uh two of his uh, uh cohorts and they were like uh talking about nothing and uh carl hannity goes hey uh johnson you want to hear a joke Knock, knock. Fuck you. That's it, guys. Those are the definitive top five Tom Hanks movie quotes. And that's it, guys. That's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And once again, we love that WOM or word of mouth. Is that what it is? That's right. Hardy WOM. Hardy WOM. So please tell your friends about these guys. Send them your favorite episode. On my left has been Mitch Frankman. And the other guy on the right, Brian Ernst. And as the Biz Bear always says, Make sure you undo your belt if your belly folds a little tight. I'll be the same in adios, and we'll see you next time. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios. And most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Oh, 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 o